0: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode from Sakura Shiva. I'm Chase. On this week, we're going to be uh, doing some buy lows, sell highs, start sits, listener questions. I'm going to do some weekly picks as well. Uh, Anthony's going to be in London this week. Uh, he's over there right now visiting family. Unfortunately, he won't be able to see the Carolina Tampa Bay game, although I do think you should make time for that. Speaking of London, we do have a London game this week. It will be at an 8.30 a.m. Central Time, uh, start. So make sure you're up early enough to uh, check the actives and inactives uh, to adjust your lineups accordingly just in case there's any uh, late-minute, last-minute scratches. Uh, Let's go ahead and kick off some, uh, some start sits and buy lows, sell highs. So for me, one of my biggest buy lows right now is Mike Evans. A few people have been messaging me about him and telling me that they're panicking, that their studs shouldn't be at all ever putting up less than... Ten points in a game. Mike Evans put up a goose egg last week, and I think people were going to panic on him. That is somebody I want. Give me shares of him. Uh, he's still wide receiver fifteen in PPR scoring. The guy has all the talent in the world. And last week he faced Marshawn Lattimore, despite New Orleans' defense being kind of or kind of shaky. Marshawn Lattimore still one of the better corners in the league. I I think that Mike Evans just had a tough game. So it is what it is. He only had three targets in the game. Number one wide receiver shouldn't be getting that either. I still believe it is a 1A, 1B between him and uh, Chris Godwin, and it looks like Chris Godwin is the 1A right now, and Mike Evans is the 1B, but that's still somebody I want to have. On the other side, I'm going to be selling, like, sell of the week, sell high on him right now. I'm selling Matt Burita. Everybody's so pumped that he, like, had a huge game. Keep in mind, Matt Burita has only scored two touchdowns this year. He's only had one touch inside of the five yard line this year. And that was his past week. So those are some concerning uh little facts for me on him. The other thing is, is he's only had eight targets on this on the season throughout four games. That's, that's not a lot for me to be confident that I'm going to have a every week RB two or even, I mean, RB one last week, you finished as an RB one, but you can't rely on that. It's, it's kind of a trap play. You're not getting a lot of uh, consistency out of that. Uh, he's only finished uh, two of his games above 14 points. The other ones were below 10. So I'm selling high on him. On the season, he's only had 36% of the snap counts. And I mean, I'll be talking to somebody, some people that might be uh, panicking on some of their players. I'll get to that later in some of the listener questions because he's brought up there. All right, so another buy low. Carson Wentz last week, guys. He's probably going to have a tough week this week as well, so maybe I might wait one more week. But last week he only had one passing touchdown, and it was against the Jets, so everybody expected him to have like a pretty easy week. They just didn't look like they like were caring about the offense because they were winning on defense. It was one of those things that I, when I was watching the game, they, they weren't trying to risk any of their players getting injured because they've already been riddled by injuries. So I think they were kind of okay with their offense not being on the field as much considering they just destroyed them I believe it was 34 to 6 so I'm gonna try and buy low on Wentz if somebody's looking uh to move on from him because as we know like Jared Goff right now has been struggling uh Aaron Rodgers has been struggling he's finished outside of the top 12 five weeks guys or four four weeks sorry four out of the five weeks it's been ridiculous um Another so high right now, guys, is going to be Austin Eckler. Everybody thinks his role is going to be what it was last week with Melvin Gordon back. Melvin Gordon's snap shares are going to continue to go up. He's going to get more high-value touches than Eckler. Eckler had 15 targets last week, I believe. 15 targets for 15 receptions. It was ridiculous. So in PPR, it seems great, but I I foresee his uh, usage going down further and further. The more Melvin Gordon comes back so maybe somebody's still trying to pick up Eckler and like oh he's a solid RB2 with Melvin Gordon back you know what I would move him i would go ahead and pretty much take what they're going to be offering me hopefully it'd be somebody of that I can uh, contribute to being a RB2 the rest of the season I mean there's a few guys out there that you could look at I'll get into that later as well uh next up on my uh buy lows I'm gonna go ahead and double tap right here. I'm buying low on Kirion Johnson and Jordan Howard. Jordan Howard, I think, is gonna have a tough week this week, so you might be able to wait another week on him as well. But Kirion Johnson, I, I really think this guy is gonna be for real. I think he's gonna have a great week against Green Bay, and I'm excited to see what he does. Uh, Jordan Howard, he looks to be like the true uh, lead back in Philadelphia. It's gonna be one of those situations where I think Miles Sanders. Right now, this year, will be phased into just the third down back because he looks like the best pass catching back on the team. The guy runs his roots great. He has great yards after catch. I'm all about Miles Sanders right now in the receiving role and Jordan Howard in the uh, rushing role. So I, I kind of like that one-two punch. And it kind of creates a fantasy nightmare, but it's one of those things I still think Jordan Howard's going to get the high-value touches inside the five-yard line rushing in for touchdowns. So I'm, I'm going to rely on that. Uh, my last sell high is going to be Allen Robinson. Uh, as we talked about last week, Allen Robinson's on fire right now with Chase Daniels there, but we know that they're on bye this week, and we know that Trubisky's going to be coming back any minute now. And when he comes back, I think it's going to hurt Allen Robinson a little bit because he's not as accurate as Chase Daniels. So I'm going to try and sell high on him. Maybe I try and combo Allen Robinson and Eckler to move up for maybe a and Bell or something like that, see if somebody kind of bites on that because, I mean, Sell so high, buy low. You know that's that's just the way it is. Uh, let's go on ahead and get into uh, some uh, weekly picks. I want to get into these because I think it's really going to directly affect uh, the understanding of my start sits and some of the uh, questions I'm going to have later on from listeners. So uh, to start off the week, I obviously I picked New England versus the Giants. That one was an easy one. Uh, I never doubted. Belichick versus a rookie quarterback that's just ridiculous you don't don't ever bet against him especially at home uh so let's get off to the next game on the slate it's going to be Carolina versus Tampa Bay shows uh, Tampa Bay as plus two and a half uh the over under right now is going to be 47 and a half it's in London it's a third road game in a row for uh Tampa Bay they won't be back home until November 10th so they got a kind of tough slate for them but I'm, I'm going to go Tampa Bay. I'm going to go with a hot team. Kyle Allen has looked good. But keep in mind, the guy is just not He's not winning games off of him. They're winning games off of Christian McCaffrey. Tampa Bay is oddly really good against Run D right now. I believe they're top five on run defense. And I love it. So I'm going I'm to take Tampa Bay and London again, over Carolina. Uh, these aren't my betting picks. These are just what team I think is going to win. So, obviously, I'm an Eagles fan. Fly, Eagles fly. I'm taking Philadelphia at Minnesota. Minnesota's plus or minus three right now. Uh, it's a 44 over under. I'm taking Philadelphia. I'm always going to pick my team. Uh, next up, we got Houston at Kansas City, minus four and a half, uh, 55 over under. It is cold here this weekend, guys. I, I live in Kansas City myself, and right now it's like 30 degrees outside. It sucks. I hate the cold. Um, but, this is a tough one for me. I, Man, guys, it's. I think I'm just going to have to go with a team that's slightly performing better on defense, and I'm going to take Houston. Uh, I think they have, aside from Patrick Mahomes, they have better offensive weapons. I'll take Will Fuller and DeAndre Hopkins over any of the wide receivers in Kansas City right now. I don't think Tyreek Hill plays. Travis Kelsey has been uh, good in PPR, but it's just one of those things, man, I'm, I'm going to take the upset. I'm going to take Houston on the road. Next up, Washington at Miami. This one was kind of a hard one, man. You're, you're talking about the battle for the number one overall pick. Who wants to tank the best or the worst? However you want to put it. But I'm going to take Washington with a new coaching staff. I, I think the players still there are more talented than Miami's players. They have better talent on the defensive line. I'm, I'm just going to take Washington on the road. I also like McLaurin a lot in this match. Um, Miami's is a plus three and a half it's a 41 uh and a half over under uh, again I'm taking Washington next up New Orleans at Jacksonville minus one and a half for Jacksonville 43 and a half over under this one was a really really tough one for me because I like both teams a lot but I'm going to stay on the Minshew hype train I, th- I think it actually turns into a shootout here uh, the only thing I'm worried about is that offensive line for Minshew but I I think they uh I think it they turn it into an exciting game and I'm probably going to try and watch this one as much as I can. Next up we got a division matchup between Cincinnati and Baltimore. Baltimore is minus 11, over under is 48. I'm taking I'm taking Baltimore all day. That's that's a no-brainer for me. Cincinnati just looks horrible. I'm I'm curious if they're going to start selling AJ Green or something like that even though they said they won't. They they got to do something. They're not winning this year and they got to start looking at the future. Uh Seattle at Cleveland. Cleveland's plus one and a half. Uh over under is forty-six. I'm taking Russell Wilson all day, guys. I I'm on his hype train. I've been on his hype train for years. Uh the only thing that people were concerned about was his efficiency. But the thing is, is he's been super efficient every year, and the guys leading the league in touchdowns right now. I'm I'm excited to see what he does. Uh after that we got San Francisco at the Rams or minus three. Over under is uh fifty and a half. Man, I'm I'm really taking San Francisco. That that Monday night game, how dominant they were on defense. I'm I'm a believer, CJ. I gotta gotta throw you out there, man. Uh, CJ was all about his uh, 49ers, and San Francisco looks like the most complete team in that division. It, it's it's crazy. I've talked to Anthony about it. I've talked to Tom. It's one of those things that I mean, you could you could pick Seattle. You could pick, pick San Francisco. I really like Seattle to win that division, but San Francisco, guys, it's just. Hard to bet against who's hot right now. Next up, it's a uh, another tough matchup of battle for the worst, I guess, Atlanta in Arizona. I had to think a little bit on this one. I just think the offensive talent for Atlanta wins this game uh, over Arizona. It's in Arizona. Uh, the half a fifty half over under, uh, the second highest over under of the week i'm just i'm gonna take atlanta hopefully they can start putting something together uh especially fantasy wise for us so we can trust start trusting their players again next up tennessee at denver denver's minus two over under is 40 and a half uh it's just one of those things man denver has been in every game but they just haven't been winning them i just think tennessee kind of puts it together hopefully their kickers don't lose them a game this week like they did last week uh I'm I'm gonna take Tennessee one more time on the road. See see what they do. Uh, Dallas at the Jets. Jets are plus seven, forty four and a half. I'm I'm taking Dallas on the road. Uh, Sam Darnold's back. I think he's gonna have some uh, growing pains uh, from his spleen finally getting down to the correct size after that mono thing. Uh, it's Dallas just it is a overall better team than the Jets right now. I would I'd be shocked if the Jets win. I'd be happy if the Jets win as an Eagles fan, but we'll get into that later. Pittsburgh at LAC. Chargers are minus six and a half. It's uh 41 and a half over under. I'm taking the, taking the Chargers at home against Pittsburgh. they Pittsburgh's on their third string quarterback. There's just no reason to trust them. I'm probably benching Juju for almost anybody else. I, I mean, it kind of like, I'm at the point where I'm in, uh, one of my leagues, I'm deciding between McLaurin or Juju Smith-Schuster. And it's, it's tough guys. I'm i'm really thinking i'm gonna go mclaurin over juju and it's one of those things that kind of makes you just scratch your head like is this really a decision that's happening right now all right last up on the slate we got detroit at green bay this is monday night so it's minus four for green bay at home 47 over under i'm taking uh i'm taking aaron Rodgers at home in green bay aside from that thursday night against the eagles he's almost unstoppable at home so I'm i'm gonna take uh take Aaron Rodgers at home versus Detroit, but I think this can be a lot closer than what what I would expect it to be. I know it's a minus four, but I, I just really think that Detroit can give Green Bay a run for money like they did with uh, Kansas City. All right, guys, I'm going to get into my start sits with this now. So my start of the week at quarterback is going to – I'm going to have to go with Lamar Jackson. I think he has a phenomenal week. I don't think he throws as many picks. Cincinnati's just not good. It's a division uh, – division game. So I really think Lamar Jackson kind of comes out there and just makes another statement. I think he has the upside of being the number one QB this week. Uh next up on my starts, I'm going to go Kirion Johnson versus Green Bay. I know I said Green Bay's going to win, but as what we saw with uh with Philadelphia versus Green Bay, in order to beat Green Bay at home apparently you have to be able to run the ball and control time of possession. Keep the ball out of the star players' hands in Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Green Bay is allowing the second most rushing TDs on the season. I'm gonna take Kirion Johnson, and I think he has a, uh, top 10 week, and I'm, I'm really counting on him because I need him to in one week, anyways, or in one league. Uh, next up, I'm gonna go, uh, DJ Chark versus New Orleans at the wide receiver position. Uh, DJ Chark has had 17 points or more in four out of five weeks. He's only had one bad week in PPR, and I'm, I'm still trusting him. This guy is a top 10 wide receiver right now, and he has been on fire. Uh, he's super athletically gifted and he is Minshew's favorite target. Next up, I'm going to go to the rookie tight end, Noah Fank guys in Denver. Uh, they're playing against Tennessee. The only place Tennessee has been able to be beat at on defense is, uh, against or at the tight end position. They are 28th worst against the tight end. Uh, I'm just, I'm calling for his breakout game guys. I, I really am excited for what I'm expecting to see out of him this weekend. I, I hope he lives up to my expectations I I think he's going to be a top 10 tight end this week. Uh so some of my sits uh man guys I got to I got to sit golf versus San Francisco. Uh he just has not been doing it. The last two games he has thrown 117 passes. And what's crazy about that is on the season I mean if you're throwing 117 passes on the season I expect you to have more than 7 passing touchdowns and less than 7 interceptions. I mean, he's seven passing touchdowns, seven interceptions. That's not great. He's only thrown over 300 yards twice this season. The only reason I'm holding on to golf, the only reason, is because Week 7 and Week 8 matchups. He's facing Atlanta Falcons in Week 7, and he's facing the Cincinnati Bengals in Week 8. Those are two QB-friendly matchups, and hopefully he can get it right those games. After that, he goes on by, and I'm dropping him. His schedule stays tough the rest of the season. Uh, I think he has one more matchup against the Cardinals, and even at that, like... Um, I'll see if someone didn't pick him up uh, around that matchup. Uh, San Francisco, though, guys, they have been unstoppable. To, to, it's crazy that they have more interceptions than they've allowed touchdowns to the quarterbacks. They have seven interceptions to five touchdowns. They are just shutting QBs down. I'm I'm benching almost every every uh, Rams player this week except for maybe Cooper Cup, and that's it's not even a question for me. I that San Francisco defense golf and that offense has not they just don't look like the same offense that they were two years ago with Gurley hurt and Gurley is hurt and may be out this week anyways and we'll get into that later as well all right so my next sit is going to be philadelphia running backs versus minnesota like i said i think they're gonna have a top a tough week minnesota's top four against the run i'm i'm just guys I, i hate to say it i gotta bench uh jordan howard and miles sanders if i have them it's it's a tough one for me being a homer but Again, the one thing in fantasy that you should always be able to do is be fluid and be flexible. Don't get so set and so biased on your own team's players that, oh, I want my team to win so bad. You know what? What if my team wins, but my the players that I was using there performs bad? I got to make the smart decision. I got to be unbiased. That's what makes us better fantasy players than our opponents. That's what makes us win championships is because we can take out our bias and sit there and be able to Put in the correct play every week, whether we're sitting our favorite QB or our favorite wide receiver, running back, tight end, whatever it is. Just, I mean, even if we're f- playing our uh, worst division rivalries, uh, star player again, you got to do what you got to do and make the correct decisions. Sit Philadelphia running backs this week. Uh, wide receiver position, I'm going to do a double tap here as well. I'm going to sit OBJ versus Seattle. And Galladay versus Green Bay, guys. Galladay is only catching 52% of his pass- passes. He's very touchdown dependent. Green Bay's uh, secondary is good, guys. They're, I mean, aside from getting beat by Gallup and Cooper last week, they're still doing good. Kevin King is one of the top uh, cornerbacks in the league. He's questionable to play. Hopefully he still plays because I have him in IDP and I need him to put up some points for me, guys. Uh, OBJ, though, he just he doesn't look like what we expected to see in that offense. That offense still has question marks around it. Uh, they're facing Seattle. I hopefully they can start putting things together. But in one of my leagues, I'm pretty deep at wide receiver, and OBJ is sitting on my bench this week, and I'm I, I don't even question it. It's one of those things that Baker Mayfield has not been good in fantasy. OBJ has had one good week in fantasy. That team just man, it's something something's not right there and they need to figure it out real quick or there's going to be some uh tough decisions to be made for that team uh my sit at tight end position is going to be gerald everett versus san francisco i think i've already kind of touched on it san francisco is top three in every position on d uh against every position on defense except for uh one and they're still top seven at that so they're top top three versus tight end top three versus I believe running back and top three versus QB. I believe they're top seven versus wide receiver. Again, I'm sitting everybody except for Cooper cup on the Rams, uh, offense this week. All right. So let's get into, uh, some questions from listeners. I want to give a shout out to the SSAW again. I want to get a, give a shout out to some of my home league players. I, I really appreciate the support guys. I really appreciate that you all come out here and give me the questions, uh, To help fuel these podcasts, and I I love that you all listen to listen to them, guys. It it really means a lot to me. This is a passion for me. This is something I like to do. Obviously, this isn't something that I'm making money off of or anything like that. This is just again a passion. I I mean, everybody has their full time jobs, has all this, but we all find like every one of us that are in these Facebook groups or. Listening to these podcasts, we all find passionate, find joy in this. It's something that we believe we're good at or we are good at or whatever it may be. I mean, sometimes we're all about making trades, making the championship, winning it, getting, I mean, maybe it's not even a money league. Maybe we're just winning championship belts and all that, which that's, that's my favorite thing. I like winning the belt. I like uh, which I actually, in my home league, have never won it. I always come in second place, and it drives me nuts. So hopefully this year I can change it. But, I mean, we all have our reasons for playing. It brings us closer to family, brings us closer to our friends, creates new friendships. Fantasy is more about uh, than just some imaginary game that we're playing. It it really does bring people together. I mean, there's charity events put out of it. I mean, there's a lot of good things that happen, and you meet a lot of good people. and I mean, you have a lot of fun with this guy. So always remember that. All right, so I'm going to get up uh, with uh, Sammy out of the SSAW. He started me off with uh, Malcolm Brown versus uh, San Francisco if Gurley is out. I think I kind of already touched on that. I'm benching every, every Rams player except for Cooper Cup this week. Uh, We kind of get in the same little uh, stigma next with Michael out of the SSAW. He was asking golf or Bridgewater. This, for me, is not even a question. I'm going Bridgewater. The Jags have only had one interception all season. They're 19th worst against the QB. I kind of touched on why I'm against Golf earlier. I mean, he's just not good in fantasy this week. I'm still holding on to him for two more weeks because I'm probably going to start him against Atlanta and start him against Cincinnati. Uh, it's it's a tough one for me, guys, but uh, I'm probably going to drop Golf really soon if he doesn't start doing anything. Manny James brought up one a great question that we kind of touched on earlier on my sell highs. He wants to know, uh, hold or trade Matt Burita. As I mentioned, Matt Burita only had eight targets in four games, two TDs, uh, on the season, and he's only had one touch in the, uh, five, inside the five in four games. That's, that's not good. That, those are those, you want those red zone touches for your running backs because that means they have the chance to score. You want those, uh, red zone opportunities. Those are high value touches. Those are things you want. Uh, if they're not getting those high value touches, you want somebody that's gonna get those uh receiving touches or receiving targets and with I mean averaging two targets a game in four games, that's that's not good, guys. That's just you're not getting the opportunity in PPR or in standard, it's even worse. So I'm selling high on Matt Burita and as he was as I was talking about earlier, if I could sell Matt Barita and maybe somebody else, I would love to buy low on Levi and Bell. I mean, with Darnold coming back, they just had a tough matchup against the uh, Eagles who have a top five rush defense. They're only allowing like two yards per carry on the season, which is great. They're not giving up touchdowns to running backs. So this is all a formula to go by low on somebody who could easily be a top 12 running back. I mean, Levian Bell has all the tools there. I mean, he's one of the better running backs uh, in this generation. Uh, yeah, he's kind of on a Worst team than what he was in uh, Pittsburgh. They don't have the best offensive line, but he is still their star player on offense. He is the best player on offense in that team pending Dan- Darnold having a breakout. So I'm going to, I'm going to try and uh, sell high on Matt Burita to get somebody like that, the running back position. Somebody I believe can at least be a top 15, if not top 10 rest of season. Abraham uh, Lawal asked about Hollywood Brown versus Cincinnati or Mike Williams versus Pittsburgh. Man, Mike Williams last year had a 10% touchdown rate. It was crazy, and that's that's just out of this world. Very few players have that high of a percentage per catch. So that tells me that he is a touchdown-dependent uh, wide receiver. He just hasn't put it together this year. It's not what we expected. Uh Melvin Gordon coming back, I feel like that's going to take some touches away because they're going to focus more on Eckler and Melvin Gordon and Keenan Allen because those are their three best players. Uh, I'm gonna take, I'm gonna take Hollywood Brown versus Cincinnati. Like I said, Lamar Jackson's my start of the week, and I think he's gonna ball out. I think he's gonna be the QB1, and I'm hoping he is. Uh, and I think Hollywood Brown is gonna be a key cog to that success. Alright, Michael Etheridge asked about Hunter Henry or Jared Cook rest of season. I like these rest of season questions because they kinda imply that you need some, uh, more thinking, more depth, more statistics, and you also need to play chess a little bit more, not always checkers. I like Hunter Henry rest of season just because Jared Cook hasn't really put it together. We've seen this happen before. We've seen Jared Cook go to different places. And the only time he's been a top 10 tight end was with uh, Oakland last year. And I just think that's a product of uh, Gruden's uh offense as they'd like to fixate on the uh, tight ends. However, I do want to put out something. This is an interesting stat about Oakland's uh, tight end, Mike Waller, this year. He is on pace for 100 catches and zero touchdowns this year. Kind of blows me away. He hasn't had a touchdown this year, but he's still on pace for 100 catches. Crazy. Like, that's something that you just don't ever hear of. Uh, I'm taking Hunter Henry, though, for uh, Michael Etheridge. I'm taking him rest of the season. But be prepared to stream. I'm going to stream until I am certain he is going to be healthy without injury. So it's going to be a tough sledding. Last up, I got my buddy Pugs out of one of my home leagues. He has Jameis Winston, uh, Gardner Minshew, or Kyle Allen for me, Kyle Allen's not even considered. He only had one good week. Other than that, they've all been sub 15 points. Uh, Jameis Winston is on a hot streak and pugs pointed that out. He is on a hot streak and I like him, but man, the Gardner Minshew hype train is good. He's had 17 plus points in every one of his matchups. He is, he's a top 15 QB on the season right now. If not higher, if I, uh, if, if I'm not wrong, but it's just, it's great, great information guys. Uh, And great opportunity for, uh, Gardner Minshew, especially with that matchup versus New Orleans. They are still 30th worst against the quarterback position and it's, it's kind of tough. I got one more that came in and it's, uh, Cordy Snell from the SSAW. Who should I pick up since Gurley is out, Malcolm Brown or Henderson, the rookie? Honestly, if you have the depth in the bench space, I would pick up, I'd probably pick up malcolm brown just because of what we saw earlier when Gurley was not getting the touches malcolm brown was blowing up personally though i do like darrell henderson i i think i like his talent a little bit better and in a, in a nutshell i got to go with who the team has shown me they're going to and not who i would like them to go to so i would i would go with malcolm brown just on the safe side from what the team has shown me in the past all right guys that kind of wraps up the podcast for today i appreciate all the information all the questions that came in last minute I got to hop off here. My wife's got to go to work. I got to take care of my uh, baby girl. So don't forget to rate, review, like, subscribe, SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, whole nine yards. Uh, Again, shout out to SSAW for helping out with this. Uh, Shout out to Anthony and Tom for always being a part as well, even though scheduling doesn't always permit us to do uh, the podcast the way we want to. And future things to come for us, guys. I appreciate all the love. Thank you.